The following message is a Wrestling With Fiction podcast announcement. Ladies, gentlemen, ladies, gentlemen, some of you might be wondering why we're discussing this individual today. Why, after every single under-consultation, we are considering talking about this man, a some might call a lukewarm individual. A person who indeed likes to talk wrestle, or indeed wrestle talk. And why he is really just jamming that jam in a time where people cannot even spread a bit of jam in their jar. There are countless reasons to talk about this man. One simply defined by a free word acronym. Like phrase number one, daring. When has a man ever dared to give you a yes please when time seemed rough? When did they ask you to get rowdy when things were running amok? When did somebody dare to tell you that you can do anything in your life if you truly just gave them a yes please? Act number two, adventure. When in the past two years of social distancing, isolation, have we ever laughed ourselves into circles from a Smackdown theme song interpretation? When in all of our lives have we ever ruffled, ruffle-coptered, or simply had a low moment over the Smackdown theme song? I dare say never, my friends. And then we bring on to the final act. Daring. Why? Because he's a dad. Could you not tell by the acronym? It spells D-A-D. Because he's a dad. And if that has no reason to cover somebody on a random wrestling podcast that just talks about wrestling in scenarios, I don't know what does. So please, join me on this weird wacky journey as I attempt to do the impossible. I attempt to do what has never been done before in wrestling fantasy booking. And that's book, a man, a myth, and a dad. Luke Warm. Luke Owen. Moral of the story, I think this is a series now. Why, why do I keep doing this? WHY DO I KEEP DOING THIS?! <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, and lady gentlemen, my fictional friends! Welcome back to this new and exciting edition of the Wrestling With Fiction Podcast! The podcast where I pitch to you, wrestling storylines from the good, to the bad, to the damn right insane. My name is Connor, and uh, this week I've decided to jam that jam as we return back to, I guess, the WrestleTalk cinematic universe? Is, is that what we're doing with this? So, if this is your first time visiting this podcast for whatever reason, you picked a weird episode to start. <laughs> Not a bad one, but a weird one to start, as this is now, I, I guess, a series? So, uh, 
If you haven't been here before, I previously fantasy booked Sullivan Bo Brown, Oliver Davis of Wrestle Talk and No Rolls Bard fame, and now we are covering Luke Owen, the current jam that champion, DAD. Britt Baker knows him. <laughs> and it, it's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling to say we're doing it this week. I'm not going to lie to you. I've, I've had a chaotic week. <laughs> I. I won't go into much detail other than it felt like life super kicked me in the face. But I'm back. I'm back. I'm, I'm in the middle of my comeback. So <laughs> I thought what better way to do that than to fantasy book Luke Owen himself. A guy who I've basically been watching since he joined the channel. I remember going on to WrestleTalk for the first time. I think back with their WrestleMania 33 review before it was called the Wrestle Ramble. Huge deep cut there. So I've I've been watching them for years. So yeah, I I never thought I would get to a position where I would be booking people, <laughs> real life content creators. But yeah, that's that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing this week. And I will tell you before we get into the next couple sections, Luke Owen of Sullivan Bo Brown and Oliver Davis bits has been the most difficult to think of an idea for, and this has nothing to do with. We'll, we'll get into it. We will get into why specifically, but <laughs> it, it's, it's a whole different thing. So, with all that out the way, as we like to do at Wrestling With Fiction, we like to plan out the booking before we go straight into it. So, if that's not your cup of tea, timestamps will be in the description of the podcast, whether you're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. I don't know where you're listening, wherever you find yourself and you found a weird giraffe in a wrestling ring. It's a it's a weird coincidence to be here, but if you found it, there are timestamps that you can look down and then just skip to the part. It's convenient, right? So with that out the way, let's start the planning and let's talk about how on earth Luke Owen can work in the wrestling business again and in a actual wrestling ring, not not like segments. So without further ado, <laughs> God help me, let's get into this. <laughs> right, so remember what I said about, I don't know, uh, the whole Luke Owen thing about how he was harder than, uh, to make than Sully and Ollie? Uh, here's the thing, uh, Sully, we could rely on, you know, acting ability, puppetry, dancing experience, all stuff that you can find on the internet. Perfectly fine. There is a feasible chance here. Ollie, you know, physical background, did a lot of running in his past. Also, from what I can infer, just through going through Twitter, has a degree of weightlifting and physical strength. Luke! Luke, why? Why have you got to make this difficult for me? <laughs> why? Why aren't you good at running? Why Why is the only thing that I've heard from just memory and through going through stuff that you ran a 5k once and you have on camera you struggling to do a push-up? Why are you making this difficult for me, Luke? <laughs> yes, so that is the initial challenge that we've got right here. We're not going to get a five-star classic with Luke Owen, unfortunately. 
But maybe we can get a good five minutes out of Luke. That's Maybe that's the goal here. That's the goal with Luke this week. Because uh, realistically, I am... I realize now I have to go under the assumption of just slotting them in right now. Luke, I'm afraid that he could guess out within two minutes of wrestling. <laughs> so we're not going to get a technical masterpiece with Luke Owen if we dive him into professional wrestling. So we need to be a little bit more creative here. But does this mean that we're going to get a David Arquette situation? Does this mean we're going to get... Eric Bischoff as WCW champion. No, we will make this work and we're not going to be pushing Luke to the moon. As much as I want to, you know, see how that would look in a dark timeline sort of sense. We've got we've to be a little bit realistic here. Change our expectations here. Because whilst this is a fantasy booking, we do need a degree of reality here. Luke is not going to be the most athletic wrestler you will ever see. But to say that we can't get a little bit out of him, you know, some basic moves, a couple bits and bobs, it's it's entirely doable. It's just the duration of such is going to be vastly limited compared to the other real-life people that we have. But we do have other stuff we can use, like, you know, going through stuff like LinkedIn, his experience with online content creation, his work in freelance writing for news and other various other outlets. That stuff can be used in a way which we will talk about later. But, yes, that is what we are dealing with, with Luke, a man who could do a couple push-ups with a reasonable form, with a bit of running. This is why this has been difficult. Luke, buddy, I'm sorry if this means that... <laughs> Because of this booking, things have been slightly limited. But I've, I've done the best that I can, realistically, with your abilities. Even including kayfabe, because uh, at least Ollie was hit by an explosion. You could realistically put stuff away. Forgive me. So with that out of the way... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let's get into... How on earth we can take what pieces that we have and channel them into an actual story. So let's go on to a little segment I like to call the tagline. And for those of you who are unaware what the heckings is a tagline, the tagline in this segment is basically my summary of what I plan to do with the wrestler or aforementioned wrestler of the week in which I summarize it in like 30 words or less potentially. Think of it like a summary you'd see on Netflix, Crunchyroll, or insert your favorite streaming surface. And with that, you know, I'm not going to fuss about here. My my mind is, uh, it's already feeling something after, <laughs> after knowing what I have to do. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, please give me your energy fictional friends as I about to explain what the hell we do. With Luke Owen. Cue the music, future me! <laughs> so it's clear we're not.
not going to be getting Luke Owen in a title picture, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he needs a belt. Not all great stories need title belts. Not all great stories need explosions and death and more explosions, I guess. The story of Luke Owen, I feel, in professional wrestling is one of intrigue. A man going out of his depth now that he's experiencing life as a DAD, some would say. And for me, this is a chance to expand on where Luke Owen could go. You know, we've seen, you know, Luke Owen evolve from just being the second man to Oliver Davis to running his own thing with the WrestleTalk mailbag and various other podcasts as the channel of WrestleTalk has gradually expanded. So this is more of just an escalation of that, really, and a progression, so to speak. You know, as life is, it's a ever-progressing ladder that you keep climbing and climbing and climbing until you see one of those random adverts for health insurance and you just casually fall back off the ladder. That's not a great analogy, but we're keeping it in. So, for me, the story of Luke Owen somehow finding himself in a wrestling ring is one of pride. It's a one of surprising escalation that is built upon by past encounters, present situations, and uh, future scenarios. So for me, the tagline and summary for this next fantasy booking on Luke Owen is as such, tasked with a job beyond the world of YouTube, a DAD finds his way inside the squared circle, booking a show he never expected to appear on. That is pretty much the summary. I haven't gave away what's quite happening, but there's a brief summary. We'll get into how the heck that all happens, but yeah. Because I think Luke Owen doesn't just initially go into pro wrestling, because what? There isn't many people in their 30s who would just go straight into the world of wrestling. There are some. There are some. Granted, there are some. But not when your whole career prior to this has been an online content creation and work in journalism, whether it be in film like Flickering Myth and then later into pro wrestling. It doesn't quite work that way in some degree, particularly if you're a now father. That's a, that's a whole thing. So with this, I shall may as well emphasize as we come to the end of this segment, don't expect a five-star booking, 10-star matches across the board. Just simply expect a simple booking tale about a man who finds himself in a land of professional wrestling or sports entertainment. Maybe even the land of the rising sun. I don't know what I'm doing. Do you know what I'm doing? Maybe you skipped past this point already. I don't know what you do. I don't know what people do in their lives. I just, I just randomly speak into the ether and hope people hear it. So <laughs> with that, out of the way and questions and I guess rambling. Hey, wrestle ramble. Yeah? Yeah? Let's begin the journey and the tale of what I think would happen if Luke Owen were to once again return to the wrestling business. Okay, let's begin this tale 
I, I don't really know how to describe this story from what I've created, but we've made a thing! So, our story begins in mid-2022. WWE is beginning its preparations for a big, special show dedicated to the UK. Yes, we're getting a special UK event. F it, we're bringing back Insurrection. I love the name Insurrection. I miss the British shows. It is Insurrection. But to commemorate this situation, the WWE has put out a notice to its UK listeners, its UK subscribers, and they are dubbing that very special episode of Monday Night Raw, The Manager's Movement. Basically, over the coming months, they will be having a set of pretty much video entry competitions that any subscriber of the WWE Network or account can send in. Pretty much campaigning why they can be general manager for a day. This, of course, gets word with the WrestleTalk office where, of course, content is king. And with it, in the middle of a WrestleTalk review with Luke, Ollie, and Pete, assuming that, I don't know, Luke Owen is still holding the jam, that championship, we have ourselves Luke, Ollie, and Pete giving in their submissions for why they should be general manager of Monday Night Raw. Ollie goes in saying that he would be good for it as he has experience running a business and that he knows what it's like to deal with an authority. He, being the former leader of the All Authority, knows what it takes to bring success and ratings to any television product. Pete comes in saying that he is a former Jam That Champion. Whatever that would mean in the world of WWE, <laughs> stating that he would like to change SmackDown and particularly change the booking of Charlotte, who appears to be roughly the same as 2016. That continues to ramble on and ramble on until we finally get our talk from Luke Owen, the current Jam That Champion, saying that he is a father, but despite that, he has never been given a chance to hold that brass ring. He's been experiencing content creation, he's worked on videos, he's worked on various other social media sites. He knows what it takes to run a company from the ground up, bring its views up from the highest possible margin, and also give everybody a yes please. Everybody get rowdy. Several weeks pass by until the eventual Insurrection show is officially announced for WWE television in the coming weeks. During this, we get some speculation at the beginning of the show with Ollie and Luke currently reviewing another episode of Raw. During this, they talk about the booking. How so much of the booking has been, why have they scrapped the riddle Randy Orton story? Uh, why did Big E lose the WWE title to Jinder Mahal? You know, booking stuff that WWE would never consider, right? Right? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that isn't real, but you know WWE, it's always a possibility here. So, during this, we get a point where Ollie believes that he's going to rank this week's episode of Raw a 1 out of 5. But Luke stops him right there as he gets a phone call, and he immediately picks it up. He apologizes to Ollie, and Ollie just kind of looks confused. Why have you got your phone in the office? What are you doing? We're, we're in the middle of a podcast right now. Don't... This is going to be great content for podcast listeners, isn't it? And Luke quickly says that he needs to just exit the room really quickly. And as this happens, you know, Ollie is continuing on. He's reading some ultra chats. And basically, Luke comes back in. And 
he says he tries to defend Raw to an extent. Like, you know, maybe it wasn't that bad that Biggie lost the belt to Jinder Mahal. Maybe that Indian market is really flourishing, and we've all we've all wanted to see Biggie drop the WWE Championship to Jinder. Ollie immediately retorts, just saying, "What? Well, what are you talking about?" And Luke immediately reveals and whispers into Ollie's ear, "Oh my God, you're you're booking Monday Night Raw." <laughs> and with that. That is the bombshell that is quickly ending the stream almost completely abruptly. It is officially announced and advertised on WWE social media, on the WrestleTalk YouTube channel and social media alike that Luke Owen will be booking as general manager of an episode of Monday Night Raw. And during this, of course, the WrestleTalk crew, whoever can really appear during this time, all appear to support their friend Luke Owen. Except maybe Chopper Pete still salty over losing the Jam That Championship. Who really knows? Move his mutton chops for the Chopper. Uh, mutton chops for chop. I, I've only just realized that and my head is just starting to go. Basically, <laughs> self proclaimed non authority figures, you can't see me putting the fingers up in caps here, all come out to basically introduce the temporary general manager for this manager's movement and winner of the contest, Luke Owen. He comes out, of course, to his, <laughs> to his remixed theme of him just singing the SmackDown theme, because why wouldn't you, okay? It, is, it, it gets me every time. It gets me every time. <laughs> and he comes out and says that under his own regime, Raw tonight will have no shenanigans going in. Raw will be a perfectly fine wrestling show. No screwy finishes. No random hop shop booking of matches. We are a professionally and publicly traded company. Everybody, I want to ask you very quickly. Do you want to see AJ Styles versus Big E? Well then give me a yes please. <laughs> And of course, hopefully the crowd will say yes, please. <laughs> Luke goes on further to say that to guarantee that no more shenanigans occur, he and a select group of WWE superstars will be sitting at ringside to make sure that no random distractions will happen on this episode of Raw. Now, during this, AJ Styles is furious. He has wanted a show of the WWE Championship for ages now after a couple of on and off tag team matches for the tag titles against RK Bro. So of course, AJ throughout the show constantly attempts to berate lukewarm Luke Owen for attempting to ruin and stifle his incredible tenure within the WWE. It is during this point that we get to the main event. It is AJ Styles versus Big E, number one contendership for the WWE Championship. The match goes on, with little to no shenanigans occurring, Luke watching on, trying to just have and enjoy his best life, maybe making a couple comments here and there. It's like, oh, that could have looked nicer, you know? Oh, he's doing his best, you know? He, he's doing his best. I, I don't even want that, know what that was, but I ain't got a smegging clue what that was. You know, that kind of stuff. So, from this point, we get a slight little change here. So you know how I, I promised in that little bit before that uh, nothing will go wrong? Yeah, this is wrestling. Of course something goes wrong. We got Omos here. Big old Omos, you know? He he just comes in 
And of course, you know, his tag team partner is AJ Styles. AJ, whilst like the referee is knocked down and Luke is trying to restore order, orders almost to go and attack Luke. Luke, having a child and wife to take care of, quickly attempts to avoid every single strike and is runs away from almost around the ring until he finds himself in the ring, distracting AJ Styles just enough to allow Big E to hit the big ending for the one, two, three. Big E wins and becomes number one contender for the WWE title. AJ Styles is upset and attempts to go to the back and starts screaming over to the referee that that shouldn't count. This man wasn't even a proper general manager as we cut to the end of Raw where Luke is quickly retreating back to his wrestle talk friends, quickly hugging and embracing him over the fact that he just basically ran a show to near perfect perfection to the fact that, you know, nothing bad really happened, nothing shocking. And we quickly pan back because WWE cameras loves to have that like cheeky thing where people in the back just start staring at people over televisions in that weird angle. In this case, it's Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville, where they say to themselves, hey, that that kid's got it, brother, brother. <laughs> He's got something. And so with that, we move on to the final bit of this first act of this story, where it's revealed that over more several calls over various episodes of Raw, that WWE attempts to hire Luke Owen as a, you know, a general manager of Monday Night Raw. Yes, <laughs> after one successful show. I know it sounds like bollocks, but hey, what better experience is there than actually doing the job itself than just applying for it, right? So, of course, this leads to controversy within the WrestleTalk team. We get several bits about, hey, what are you going to do with the Jam That Championship? Can you keep doing this whilst you're running shows on a weekly thing? What about your family? Are you going to move to America? Is that what you're going to do, Luke? And it's quickly resolved and sorted out that Luke Owen will now be a general manager of Raw, remaining in the UK so we can have time to work with the WrestleTalk crew. He'll no longer be reviewing Raw. He'll be on NXT instead, swapped over by Chopper Pete who continually believes that he should drop the Jam That Championship now that he's now working on, you know, WWE television programming. What is he doing? Why he arguably has some influence over the decision of matches. What, what the hell? All that stuff. And of course, we end it on Luke Owen staying in England, you know, take care of his wife and child, while also, you know, just managing Raw from from England on a weekly basis that 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 there's no way that could go wrong right there's there's no way that can go wrong as we head into act two let's let's let, let's just head into act two shall we so of course things go wrong what why wouldn't they when you're made general manager everything goes wrong now, not necessarily for family life, not, not all that stuff. No, I don't want to deal with that. But basically, the general crutch of this is now Luke is basically working two jobs at once. He's doing part-time over at WrestleTalk, essentially doing reviews for NXT 2.0, 
maybe giving some interest over a Braun Breaker or a, a, a everyone's favorite wrestler, Von Wagner. Do people like Von Wagner? I, I don't know. And with it, we basically get to see on some regular segments here and there on a sort of bi-weekly basis, him on television, basically having a couple arguments with certain wrestlers because uh, he's basically the opposite of every other general manager before. He's just like, look, I'm not going to force you guys into arguments. I'm not going to force you into matches. <laughs> That's your job. You're the general manager. Yeah, but I don't like people fighting each other. I just want everyone to have a good time. And of course... This upsets Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce, but they can't really do much because, let's face it, lukewarm Luke Owen, he's a draw. He's clearly helping management in some other way or form, all leading to an encounter with a certain AJ Styles, still upset over the fact that he believes that Luke Owen cost him a shot at the WWE Championship. He goes on to say that Luke Owen doesn't deserve to be part of management, and that he, all he's good for is giving critiques than giving definitive answers. Luke quickly kind of responds in clear frustration and stress over trying to maintain a job at WrestleTalk and maintain a job as general manager of Raw and quickly retorts just saying that he's lucky that he wasn't just suddenly put in the 24-7 division. Luke Owen quickly apologizes, realizing that he is completely snapped over, just saying, I'm sorry. Look, I never meant for that to happen. That was just a slip of the tongue. I'd never planned for that to happen. And AJ quickly says, oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm filing a complaint. We can't keep having this go on for any longer. So, of course, AJ Styles goes over to Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville, the higher-ups of Luke Owen, and they force a match between AJ Styles and Luke Owen in... An episode of Raw in the build-up to the Royal Rumble. If AJ wins, he gets number 30 in the Royal Rumble. If he loses, and I mean if he loses, he gets number one. <laughs> so in this, AJ Styles is very much toying with Luke Owen in this because... Guys, AJ Styles is a professional for 20 years. If you're expecting Luke Owen to bust out... Uh... I know Canadian destroyers and arm drags and maybe a Stone Cold Stunner. That's probably not gonna happen here. We'll get like a couple of hope spots here and there, but AJ will have the upper hand, just mostly toying with him. All until a certain, well, a certain Big E would once again return, now winning the WWE Championship over a Jinder Mahal thing that I mentioned earlier. <laughs> quickly aids in Luke Owen's situation, distracting AJ Styles long enough to get him out of the ring and get him distracted long enough to miss a 10 count for which Luke Owen manages to win, saving his job a little bit and keeping him safe for the time being and making AJ Styles number one in the Royal Rumble match. Of course, this upsets AJ Styles even more, leading to several weeks later, where he's demanding a performance evaluation of Luke Owen as general manager. We get segments of him trying to balance his life as a general manager and a person over at the WrestleTalk office. Ollie attempts to comfort him in however way, just saying, hey, look, ever since you've been general manager, don't let, don't let Pete get to you here. 
the, the product has been better. You, you didn't have a you didn't have a huge, you know, margin to make it worse, but you you've made it better. You 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 have got this, buddy. You've you've got this. I was like, oh, thanks, mate. Thank thanks, mate. Of course, Pete is just he's still upset. You know, losing the championship has really affected Pete. It's really affected him. I don't know how far, but it's really affected Pete. And of course, from this point, we get several segments with Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville saying that, hey, if you fail this performance evaluation, we have no choice but to fire you. Of course, Luke is looking solemnly, thinking about his wife and his kids, you know, and maybe the several copies of Ghostbusters that he has. And with it, we get an entire night dedicated to you know, several matches being run by Luke Owen in the background as AJ Styles attempts to <laughs> investigate and figure out if there's any chicanery, any intentional degrading of wrestlers to lower ends of the car, like a phenomenal one himself. And he goes across to the UK. He goes to the Wrestle Talk offices first and foremost. He goes to Luke Owen's desk. And of course, he doesn't find any of like the booking sheets, the booking plans, any of the things that he plans to do to run the show day to day. Rather, he just finds various copies of Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters and Sonic themed merchandise, which of course is not what he is looking for. He tries to ask Laurie, who says, look, I'm, 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 I'm busy doing like an explained series. I want no rules barred more often. You got Adam, who's just, I, I don't know what Adam is. I'm, I'm assuming board games. Uh, Ollie, Ollie's just, Ollie's just doing anything to defend his bud, you know? He's, he's just doing that. Pete, well, Pete's just trying to be respectful, of course. Why, why wouldn't he try and be respectful, you know? And this all leads to a ending segment on the episode of Raw where Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville attemptually reveal that everything is perfectly fine. Luke Owen keeps his job as general manager as AJ Styles looks solemnly disappointed and outraged over the fact that Luke Owen is still keeping his job and he's just like, oh, that's all right, mate. Don't worry about it. And AJ's just snapping, no, no, no. You're not allowed to be this happy. He's like, I've got you guys around here. You know, these people are great. They're, they're pretty great, you know. It's like, no, no, <laughs> they're not. And then as this happens, AJ Styles bumps into Luke Owen. He's wearing this particular jacket that, you know, over the course of the night, he's just kind of left vacant for a bit. And he's quickly hit with a shoulder tackle by AJ Styles, knocking out a piece of paper unbeknownst to Luke Owen. And it reveals to be a, a booking sheet, a fantasy booking of him booking Brock Lesnar's retirement angle from, you know, several months back and of course another thing that is putting AJ Styles in the 24-7 division the company is disappointed AJ Styles is smiling with glee as he realizes that something has finally gone right and that all the injustice he's had is going to be over as Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville look over to Luke Owen and say look I'm sorry this is this is irrefutable evidence I don't you you can say all you want. There's there's nothing we can do. You, Luke Owen, you're you're fired. Of course, Luke Owen is he's sad. He's upset as 
To add salt to the wound, AJ Styles begins assaulting Luke, punching him in the face and grabbing the championship that he's of course been carrying around for the past several months that I obviously did not forget to mention in the course of this recording. And with it, AJ Styles signals for a man to walk in. He says that he couldn't have done this alone. After having so many attempts to figure out how much of a dastardly figure Luke Owen is, all this give me a yes please and lovely time with the boys, it's all been a sham. And I couldn't have done it without this man. Of course he signals to someone in the back and it reveals to be none other than a man with a very similar replica of the gem that championship, none other then Chopper Pete Quinnell. Chopper Pete walks in. He smiles. He puts his arm around AJ Styles. And the roar goes off the air. Our former general manager and current jam that champion down in the dumps. Losing a big money payday for the sake of a man and his broken dreams. As we move into Act 3. <laughs> So with that, we now head into Act 3. Chopper P quickly explains on an episode of the Wrestle Talk News that his actions, he felt, were justified. He felt that he was screwed out of the championship. He had the match won at Survivor Series with the Jam in the Jar. All he wanted after having the longest reign with the Jam that championship was to just have a moment. Have at least a day where he could hold the precious new Jam that championship, but of course, that dastardly Luke Owen just had to take it away. Does he not know how hard it was for me to get this belt? How hard it was for me to establish a new brand with Tempest and LIW? Luke is inconsiderate. Luke doesn't know the struggles that I've went through. Luke is lukewarm at best. And with it, we don't see Luke for several weeks now being fired from Raw. And of course, not really appearing on WrestleTalk for a bit. Ollie tries to contact him, but to no avail as he successfully, after another bit of prediction battle, won the Royal Jamble match, giving him a match at Wrestle Jamble. Or Wrestle Jamia. Wrestle Jamia, there we go. Against Chopper Pete Quinnell. So, obviously, things are not looking great for Luke Owen. He's not even on Board Game Club. Subscribe, by the way. He's not even on Board Game Club and no rolls barred. Where is Luke Owen? But then after so long, we get a return for Luke Owen. He, he breaks his silence on raw television, giving his final notice to the crowd. He says that everything that happened has truly been some of the most magical things of his life. Having the ability to financially aid his wife and child and all the while living his own personal dream as a wrestling fan and that all the things with Chopper Pete he he knows that deep down he still cares about Chopper Pete but what he did was wrong it was personal and whilst he still has the championship Luke Owen has asked for permission by the WWE Board of Directors and Alan Pierce and Sonya Deville to create one match for the WrestleMania kickoff show. One match to ultimately 
change the outcome of this horrible tragedy. And that is to set up a triple threat hardcore match for the championship. Winner take all. Him predicting against Chopper Pete Cornell and Oliver Davis. Each of them getting retrospective wrestlers or even themselves in a triple threat hardcore match to determine the true Jam That Champion. And with it, we have several weeks of television where they begin to attempt to set up their teams. Throughout the weeks, we try and see Luke Owen on episodes of the Raw Recap trying to call a mysterious figure, and he says that he's paying a lot of money to get this legend on his side. We get Oliver Davis, who, of course, his love of authority, leading the all authority, leads him to a different lengths, different coordinations to get him a one and only man who was revealed on a very special episode of Raw to be none other than Corporate Kane, none other than Kane himself, because authority likes authority, so why wouldn't he team himself up and have Kane represent him in this triple threat hardcore match for the championship? So of course, through that and various other wrestle talk skits, that is eventually revealed. We later get Chopper Pete showing his real representative being none other than AJ Styles, a man who helped him thwart the general manager reign of lukewarm Luke Owen. Despite attempts of him getting it, he still wants to even the score with Luke after being humiliated in the build-up to the Royal Rumble. And with it, Luke Owen is still without a partner. He's still without a representative for the championship. And so, Ollie, despite being friends with him, is now also thinking, have you have you even found someone for the championship? You've got you've only got so many weeks, but it's alright, man. It's 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 gonna happen. It's going to happen. It's like, well, what are you gonna get? <laughs> the big show. <laughs> like, no, no, I haven't got the big show. I've got somebody even better than that. Of course, that leads Intrigue. Who who on earth could Luke Owen get in a triple threat hardcore match at WrestleMania for the championship? What? Who could possibly get him to such a length as we eventually get to the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania, otherwise in this pre-show contest, WrestleJamia, as right now we immediately walk into the triple threat match, each of them being accompanied by their respective teammates. Kane being accompanied by Ollie Davis, AJ Styles being accompanied by Chopper Pete Quinnell and Tempest of LIW fame, and Luke Owen initially walks out alone. He says, okay, you're right. He wasn't able to get here on time, despite all of my efforts. I wasn't able to get him here on time. The money was just too great for a legend like him. But if everybody in the crowd believes that he can be here, please, if you can all indulge me for my final day as general manager of Monday Night Raw, could you please give him a yes, please? Of course, at this point, Pete's just like, just stop playing games, Luke. All you've done throughout your entire run as general manager, for all the time you've done in WrestleTalk, is just play games. You, you play your random Sonic music, you play your Ghostbuster references, it's all over, Luke. You don't deserve to be Jam That Champion. I have been the longest reigning Jam That Champion for a reason. It's because people like you don't deserve to be champion. Because me 
and AJ and Tempest, we are LIW4, and as this happens, I think you guys could probably guess who Luke Owen would call to help him. It's none other than Raven, people. We get a special cameo from Raven. He comes out with his, you know, leather jacket and shorts. Quote the Raven evermore. Kendo stick shots here and there. As they start to brawl all over the place. Yes, it is a match between Kane, AJ Styles, and Raven. Oh, what, what a car crash we've got, ladies and gentlemen. As these individuals brawl almost akin to a WrestleMania match for the Hardcore Championship. Go to the back and all the bollocks that happen in that match ensue. In what could be the greatest Hardcore match of all of wrestling. As Chopper Pete, Ollie, and even Luke begin brawling with each other, attempting to strike each other with the with the championship. As the wrestlers continue to brawl and brawl and brawl until eventually Kane and AJ Styles knock each other off the stage, leading to Raven to do a death-defying. Well, not really death defying, but you know, sneak away the pin as Chopper attempts to break up the cover along with Ollie as Luke Owen stops them. He grabs them for the one, two, three. Raven wins at WrestleMania. Luke Owen retains the jam, that championship, and all that general managing is right with the world. Luke congratulates Raven. Thanking him, he simply says, quote the Raven evermore. He asked for his money. More than just cameo money, you know. And Luke Owen celebrates with his wife and his child. And everything is right with the world. Luke is no longer lukewarm. He is simply living his life and he is jamming that jam. <laughs> and that's how I would book Luke Owen. <laughs> Well, that felt like a car crash. <laughs> uh, yeah, that final stretch definitely felt a bit... <laughs> I, I don't know where I was going. I'll be honest with you, I don't know where I was going. <laughs> I really wanted this to be a, a special book, and I feel like it was special for all the wrong ways. <laughs> That, but that is the beauty of fantasy booking. Sometimes you hit, sometimes you don't. It's a, it's a you can, you can't, sometimes situation. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. What is you can't, you can? Uh, <laughs> either way, either way, that was, that was an experience that if you stuck around for this long, I must have done something right. I don't know. So I'm just going to say thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for sticking around for whatever this was. And if you liked this episode, if you just happened to came here from other previous episodes that I've done, maybe maybe consider subscribing to the Wrestling With Fiction podcast on your favourite podcast app. Maybe even on YouTube. Maybe even, this, this would be great, leaving a review or leaving a comment about if you enjoyed the episode or not. It really helps out. It, 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 I know it doesn't sound like it does, but it does. It really does. And at the very least, if, if I kept you entertained for this long, then I've done my job. So 
thank you so much for sticking around. If you like to follow any updates about what episodes are coming out next or just random stuff, you can follow me on Twitter at Connor the Cooper. You can find me on Instagram at Wrestling with Fiction. And if you want to see my face, you can see me on TikTok at Wrestling with Fiction. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. Luke Owen, if you did end up listening to this, I hope you and everyone who has listened to this episode have a lovely day. And remember everyone, wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. See you all. Good night, everybody.